What will it take for Christians to come out from behind their pews and out into the streets? My name is Mark Harrington, and you're listening to Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can uh, support our work by going to createdequal.org. And uh, thanks for tuning in today, friends. Uh, before we get into the program, I want to make a, an announcement. On June 13 and 14, we are going to have our Day of Action here in Columbus, Ohio, our headquarters here for Created Equal. And if you don't know what that is, that's where we train uh, people in pro-life apologetics and how to share the gospel. And then we take you out on the street because we don't believe head knowledge is enough. I mean, you learn by doing. And so, folks, if you want to be part of this, I don't care where you live in the United States, make the trip to Columbus, June 13 and 14. Uh, your life will never be the same. We will teach you how to use uh, what we teach you on the streets in front of people that disagree with you and do it in a way that honors Jesus Christ. So June 13 and 14, the day of action here in Columbus. So, well, today on the program, we're going to be talking about Planned Parenthood. And you might think, oh, no, you know, another program on Planned Parenthood. I know all I need to know about them. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> we're going to teach you a little bit more about Planned Parenthood today and what's happening with the Church of Jesus Christ in response to child killing. Uh, so just so we know here, uh, Planned Parenthood has this image. Even today, after all of what's been, uh, what's been uncovered about Planned Parenthood with the Center for My Medical Progress and David Daleiden and all we know about Planned Parenthood, they still have this image with a lot of Americans that they're this beneficent, you know, philanthropy, you know, they, they're, they're out to help people. They're out to plan their parent, parenthood. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. We all know Planned Parenthood's founder was Margaret Sanger, who was a racist. She was an eugenicist. And she spoke of African-Americans as human weeds that needed exterminated. Even today, Planned Parenthood finds many of their facilities in minority communities. Uh, and so uh, they, they're even receiving $500 million a year from the federal government. It's just hard to imagine that even now they're still raising that, uh, uh, getting that money from the federal government. Even after the exposure of the body parts scandal, uh, Planned Parenthood still is around. And uh, But even saying that, uh, you know, the church is responding. And so what we want to do today, we're going to be talking to Pastor Ken Peters, who has started the Church at Planned Parenthood. Now, when I say that, you think to yourself, wait a minute, Church at Planned Parenthood? Now, I recall that the, the abortionists have held church in Planned Parenthood facilities, blessing dead babies. You know, I've seen that. That's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Church of Jesus Christ coming to the gates of hell and holding church services there. Uh, it's a novel idea, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring Pastor Ken Peters on. Uh, Pastor Ken, thanks for being on the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Brother Mark. I appreciate it. 
So listen, uh, Ken, I think this might be to many a novel idea. Now, I'm old enough to remember Operation Rescue. I was part of Operation Rescue, where the church came out in mass uh, to the gates of hell to basically, a, as an act of repentance, it was a call across the nation to repent for the shedding of innocent blood. 70,000 Christians got arrested. I mean, it was an awesome time of revival, in my view. But then we were actually trying to prevent, we were rescuing, we were blocking the doors of the clinics and so forth. That window closed, you know, it closed in the early 1990s when uh, President Bill Clinton passed the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Law. That pretty much put an end to that. But this is something, you know, Christians have been coming out and sidewalk counseling, protesting, praying at abortion mills since, you know, not the, since Roe v. Wade ha was handed down. So but but what you're doing is very different. <laughs> I mean, holding churches services at Planned Parenthood. How did this start, Ken? You know, we had a special speaker out to our church. Uh, you probably know who he is. His name is Rusty Thomas. And absolutely. And uh, somebody tricked me into having him. I didn't know. I didn't really know who he was. <laughs> and yeah. but but I have that in my heart. You know, I, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor of many years. And and he, he started saying in his sermon, he started he was preaching on uh, Jesus saying, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And then he was saying, hey, if, if you're a worship leader, get down there and play your guitar and sing worship songs. If, if you're an intercessor, get down there and pray. If you're a preacher, get down there and preach at the wall. And this thought hit me in the middle of a sermon. That sounds like church. That's what we do at church. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I got this idea. Rusty came down and, and I was about to plant another church. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me. Don't you dare plant another church until you plant a church at Planned Parenthood. So I got up there when Rusty stepped down and I said, we're going to plant a new church and our new campus is going to be the church at Planned Parenthood. We're going to plant a church there because the Bible says the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. So let's take church to the gates of hell and let's have a Mount Carmel experience and let's see who will win. So we're taking on the prophets of Baal and we're fighting with spiritual warfare. Like you said, the church retreated, it kind of went back into its yeah. four walls. And, and I was thinking yeah. like, like we have, we have to have a new strategy. Well, I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a preacher's kid. Daddy, daddy used to say, worship is warfare. Worship is war. Then why are we that's just right. worshiping in our safe spaces? Let, let's take worship to the battlefield. So that's, that's the whole idea. And so we're, we're having church around the country, uh, at Planned Parenthood and they don't know what to do. It drives them nuts. They don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk more about that. Uh, Rusty Thomas is a good friend of mine. I rent Rusty in the 1990s with Flip Benham. Before that, Randall Terry, uh, you know, Rusty's an anointed man of God, and we very much appreciate his consistent proclamation of the gospel and calling the church to repent for the shedding of innocent blood. I mean, many times I listen to Randall Terry say that we can't point the finger at the world and blame them for this. It's on us. You know, it's on Amen. us. And the, and the abortion mills remain open at the permission of the church, as Francis Schaeffer rightly said many, many years ago. Uh, Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16 says this, You are the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand where it gives light to all those who are in the house. 
Uh, you know, the church, unfortunately, has retreated. I mean, we're seeing uh, the decline, if you will, of religion. I mean, I use those words uh, advisedly in America. But uh, in order for things to change, we need to be uh, preaching the, uh, the gospel, revival, and reformation. And when you're in a city that has an abortion center, and there's no presence down there. That's an indictment on the church. Uh, so when you started doing this, I mean, you, you were pastoring your own brick and mortar church, I assume. And are you still doing that? Uh, yes, yes, when sir. you came out, what was what what happened? I mean, what, uh, people were probably like, what's this all about? Yeah, R Rusty Thomas's jaw hit the ground. My wife's eyes bugged out like a deer in headlights. Uh, the people in the church looked at me like they already knew I was a little crazy. Now they knew it for sure. And so we, we put, after I announced that, then I thought to myself, what have I done? And, uh, but I knew I had to keep my word. So about three months later, we had our first service and my wife and I were expecting maybe 20 people to show up because Christians, you know, they, they've retreated. They don't like this issue uh, many right. times and, and brothers, 175 people showed up. It was like, it's a wonderful wow. life at the end of the movie where people kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Tears came down our eyes. Yeah. My wife looked at me just like, uh, you know, amazed in Jesus. And then it just grew from there. I mean, we ended up, we ended up having 350 in March and then 450 in April and, and 550 and up to 650 Christians many, many different churches. One thing I know about Christians is they know how to do church. America knows how to do church. And so it's it's like they can come. It's They feel like they, that's something they can do. Maybe they're nervous about sidewalk counseling, but everybody feels like they can do church. So it provides this, this way for people to come out and express their, uh, you know, upsetness with this Holocaust going on in our nation. And it becomes mm -hmm. a, a step to sidewalk counseling and, and, and all kinds of things in it. So yeah, it, mm -hmm. it was just miraculous what happened. Well, you got to understand folks, the, the, the passage that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church is the church should be on the offensive. The gates of hell are defensive measures against hell. We're supposed to be laying assault against the gates of hell. This is a proactive military, you know, strategy to to crush them and uh, the gates of hell. And that's I mean, if if Planned Parenthood doesn't represent the gates of hell in our country, I'm, I'm not sure what does. Uh, Pastor Ken, what how did Planned Parenthood react to this? I mean, they must have been caught off guard and thought, what in the world is going on? Yeah, it, it freaked them out. It, they they uh, they started playing their horrible music, trying to drown us out. They had protesters out there. We had up to 75 protesters playing kazoos and, and slamming on drums and signs and screaming. We had, we had all out craziness and chaos. I got called into the mayor's office with the city council and the chief of police. And it was like getting called into the principal's office and all we were doing is singing. That's all we were doing is singing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like that yeah. story about Jehoshaphat when he sent the singers out first and then the enemy was confused. That is what has happened. The enemy is so confused. They don't know how to handle these singing Christians. It drives them crazy. So, yeah, 
they'd be up in the walls of their windows looking down at kind of, kind of like the people of Jericho looking down on, on Israel as they were marching around the city and shouting. They don't know what to do with spiritual warfare. You know, the Bible says the mm -hmm. weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Right. And, and spiritual mm -hmm. warfare is, is praying and, and preaching the gospel and giving to, to the work of God and, and worshiping. So spiritual warfare, mm -hmm. it really throws the enemy off. And it's a fresh and new way to attack abortion. And uh, we're, we're just amazed at what God is doing. My guest today is Pastor Ken Peters, and folks, if you are interested in holding church at Planned Parenthood, then you need to go to the website, thechurchatplannedparenthood.com, and contact Pastor Ken and say, listen, we're interested in doing this in our community. We want to take ownership over our community. We want to shut down the Planned Parenthood, and we want to use the power of the gospel to do it. Uh, Pastor Ken, I'm sure you've got uh, some stories, and if you would, could you share a story of victory? I mean, I'm, I assume that over the time, women have chosen not to abort, uh, and those kinds of things. If you would tell us, tell us one of the victories of how the Holy Spirit acted to save babies and confront the enemy. Well, let me tell you about uh, something that has just recently happened. It's been all over national news that four, I think it's four Planned Parenthoods in the state of Washington have shut down completely because Amen. of lack of funding. And six more Planned Parenthoods in the state of Washington are slated to shut down. This year, this has wow. all happened this year. This was all over Life News and all over national media. Now, there's not a person in the world that could tell me that that doesn't have something to do with us getting out there and worshiping and praying and calling down fire from heaven. So, so I know without a doubt that God is shutting down Planned Parenthoods in the state of Washington. And so that, that's a major victory right there. And, and you know how liberal Washington is. We are like one of the most left-leaning states in the country. And so for these Planned Parenthoods to be closing in droves in this state, is a miracle for that to be on national news. So I know that's a victory, but yes, we've had many, we have testimonies every service of with a, with a mom who has had, and even some men, uh, fathers um, who have, who have committed the sin of abortion, the sin of murder. And they've shared uh, their, you know, the, the damage that it does to them and the regret and the guilt that, you know, thank God for the gospel. I and mean, that's the only thing that will, will cure it uh, and, and release us from the condemnation and the shame. But these testimonies are so powerful. And there's young girls and, and ladies uh, uh, in the crowd and, and uh, it affects them. So, yes, we've had so many uh, girls call us and say, thank you so much. It was I needed to hear that. I'm, I'm pregnant and people are telling me that I, you know, I should get an abortion. But I'm not going to, you know, so um, it is a real means of grace you know church is a means of grace that's why we have church there's something about mm -hmm. corporate worship and and it's right. a means of grace so we're taking a means of grace and and planting that right there at the gates of hell the other thing i love about this uh ken is that it creates a toughness in the body of christ that you know we're not just intended to go to church every sunday and sit in the pew and listen to the pastor and sing songs and go home that, that's not the purpose of church. 
this creates a toughness in the uh, followers of Jesus where they can go out and, 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 and basically, I mean, this, you're, you're asking people for a commitment of like once or twice a month. This is something anybody could do Yes, uh, to come out to the gates of hell and get used to the idea of confronting the enemy as part of our Christian witness. I mean, and many churches don't, they don't even go there really. Uh, and so that's what I love about this as a, as a, kindred spirit here. Somebody loves leading people into battle. Uh, that's what we should be doing. The other thing I love about this is it is the a conscience to the city that you're in. Anytime you see people out front of the abortion center, Christians out there prayerfully witnessing and singing, worshiping, and proclaiming the gospel, it's a witness against the city. It's a witness to the city. How has it impacted the cities in which you've done this? It's turned Spokane upside down. Like I said, I've been called into the mayor's office. We've been on the front page of the paper. It does. I love that you, you brought those things up. It, we literally are a conscience to the city, whereas if the church doesn't do anything about it and they don't shine that right. light, they're not that city on the hill, then there's no light right. shining on the darkness, and, and the darkness hates the light. And so we're literally shining for the glory of God we're on a busy street. People are driving by and we're all, you know, you got Baptists singing, but you got Pentecostals sing, raising their hands. People, people driving by and they're honking their horns. Other people are telling us we're number one. You know what I'm saying? But we're not number one. They're telling us something. They're flipping us off. <laughs> yeah. Cursing and yelling. Digit. Yeah. Man. So <laughs> yep. I'm telling you, brother, it brings a conscience and a light to the city. And, you know, something I think about a lot is, um, what would we do if they're killing five-year-olds? If they're killing five-year-olds in our city? Well, our doctrine says that an unborn child is the same in the eyes of God. They're the same uh, uh, in, in humanness and as a soul. Mm -hmm. And so if they were killing five-year-olds at a quote-unquote clinic in our city. What would we be doing as a church? So I love Well, you'd also hope you'd be out there. You would hope. <laughs> You would hope the church yeah. would be out there. So if we're going to follow our doctrine, then we need to be out there for the unborn. And I love also what you said about a toughness. The church has become, you know, we tried this whole seeker sensitive oh. thing and all it did is make us sensitive. And we lost, yeah. we lost church militants. And mm -hmm. we lost the fact that we are soldiers in an army and that we are the army of the Lord. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. our goal is that the word TCAP, because that's the church at Planned Parenthood are, our abbreviation is TCAPP, TCAP. And you can find me on Facebook at Pastor Ken Peters dash TCAP. I hate Facebook, but that's, we're looking to get off of it. But right now that's where we're at. Pastor Ken Peters dash TCAP. Right. Our goal is that TCAP would be known as like tough Christians, <laughs> like, like Christians, you know, that aren't worried about the skinny jeans and the spiky hair and the lattes and the coffee bars and all that. No, right. we're going to be the, right salvation army come on let's go so i love that you brought that stuff up brother mark so listen uh folks you know planned parenthood didn't sit down and take it i mean they uh they fought back and uh they filed a lawsuit apparently against you guys uh named you the church your school i didn't know you had a school five of your pastors are in Someone who's gone through a several of the, these lawsuits, they're not fun. But what are they suing you for? 
I mean, you're just out on the street. This is a First Amendment protected activity. I assume you're on the public sidewalk or whatever. You're not on their property. What's the lawsuit about? Yes, we are on public property, city property. We, of course, are peacefully assembling, which is a constitutional right. But, you know, the left doesn't really care much about the Constitution. I think the Constitution just annoys them, quite frankly. And so they're accusing us of all they're accusing us of harassing women and and uh, Mm, uh, like literally Planned Parenthood lies and the courts believe them. It's 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 insanity. In fact, the only ones that are telling the truth are the police, the police in Spokane. They're going to be our best uh, witness because they they see what's going on and they're honest about it. So thank God for these police in Spokane. But. One of the things they're they're uh, suing us for, one of the main things, is patient trauma. And so I joke with our people about it. I'm like, you guys need to sing better because you're you're such bad singers that you're causing <laughs> patient trauma. Let's let, let's do some choir practice or something. So, you know, the the accusation. Well, you know, we could interpret that as uh, disturbing the conscience of uh, of those who are going That's inside it. to kill their babies. That, you might want to own that one at some level, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. there is a level of distress that you're putting on people, which you should be, you know. If they're going to go ahead and kill their baby. They need to know what they're doing is wrong. And your, your witness is, it's, it's witnessing to them in their own mind and, and heart because they're made in the image of God. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left, Ken. I want to talk about where you have gone from here. I know Spokane was the first, uh, church at Planned Parenthood. Uh, where are you now? I mean, are you looking to plant these across the country? What's the vision? Yeah, we want to get the church out of the four walls and get them down to where they should be. Planned Parenthood, they're killing babies in our country. They're killing babies in our towns. The church has at least got to be there shining a light. So our goal is to get the church of Jesus Christ. That's why we call it the church. It's not the Pentecostal church or the mm-hmm. Baptist church or whatever. This is the church mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. We want them out at Planned Parenthood's. So they're start, They're they're going all over. There's one in Seattle. There's one in Salem, Oregon. There's one opening up on Memorial Day for the first time in Iowa. And so we're going to nice. be doing that in Iowa. There's one now in Atlanta, Georgia. There's one opening up on July 17 in Florida. So there's one in Indianapolis. These Ooh. things are popping up all over. And, and our goal is a movement, a revival movement, a repentance. You mentioned repentance. We don't go there and, and just, yeah, we, we go there and we encourage people to repent and seek God's face. And so, yeah, we're, we're looking for revival. That's what we're looking for. Well, we appreciate it. And folks, if you're interested in getting involved, go to the church uh, at plannedparenthood.com. And uh, I exhort you people to defend, stand with Pastor Ken, his pastors, his church, his school, who's being sued by Planned Parenthood. Uh, They need money to defend themselves in court. And you can help out and support them by going to the the website, thechurchofplannedparenthood.com, and uh, support the efforts to defend themselves in court against this stuff from Planned Parenthood. I, I suspect that they're going to lose in court. I always believe that. But, uh, you know, a lot of it's just the hassle. You know, they know that they've got unlimited funds and they can tie you up in a lawsuit. And at the end of the day, they don't really necessarily care whether they win. They just want to slow you down. I mean, 
but it sounds like you guys are on solid ground legally and you know you've got the um, the lord jesus christ behind you so pastor ken we got about a minute here if you would wrap it up and just i want you to exhort our listeners you know we're in we're in perilous times we've been through a year of covid we now have you know this this just utter tyranny coming at us from the biden administration uh, people are wondering what's going on and they're looking for hope. There are a lot of people that are discouraged about what's going on in America. Leave us with some hope. Um, would you? Yeah, you bet. The, the, the answer is an awakened church. The church is a sleeping mm-hmm. giant. And so, um, mm-hmm. if we will act, if we, and the time is to act is right now. If we don't act now, mm-hmm. it's that frog in the pot. We won't be able to jump out of the boiling water. So, now is the time the church has got to get active. We got to get a, uh, some calcium in the bottom part of our spine. And remember that uh, we're not just called to be sensitive. We're called to be militant. So revival, repentance, let's go. Come on, Church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, my guest has been Pastor Ken Peters, and you could check out their website at thechurchatplannedparenthood.com. And please help them financially uh, fight the enemy here. That is Planned Parenthood in court and win. Uh, so they can continue to do the work of God across America with this revival movement. Ken, we're just so encouraged to hear about this, and I'm sure our listeners will walk away from this very, uh, very encouraged today. You've been listening to your radio activist on the Mark Harrington Show. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.